Let's pray. Father, I ask that right now that, as, that you would help us to engage with your word. Father, I pray that the beauty of this passage would land in the hearts and minds of people, that you would challenge and encourage your people this morning. Help us now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. There's loads of really good stuff in this passage, and I hope that I can communicate some of that to you this morning. But first, let me just say that there are loads of places and ways that your life can have influence, where you can put your stamp on the world for the better. The work you do is important, whatever job you have, whatever that would be, how you, how you can use that for the Lord. The way you use your time is important, your interactions with people, your relationships with people. But today I want to focus on what this passage focuses on, which is how we spend our money. And that's an important way in which we can make a difference. Now, what Paul does here is he sets up a comparison. And sometimes we only know how good or bad something is by, is by comparison, right? And so what he does, is he sets up a comparison between, with the Macedonian church. And he talks about them so as to challenge the Corinthians. And the generosity and the heart of the Macedonian churches is really encouraging, and we'll get there this morning. But again, he'll challenge the Corinthians, and so when you get to verse 7, you read this. But since you excel in everything, so this is really encouraging about the Corinthians. They excel in everything, but by comparison with the Macedonian churches, Paul can challenge them and say, excel in this grace of giving. Now, as we get into this passage, I realize that we might connect um, in different ways. We might connect with the Macedonians. For some of you, you might connect with the Macedonians because you've given this area over to the Lord and God's using you in this way, in which case, well done. And for some of us, we might connect with the Corinthians um, where we need to be challenged. Or there might, for, for many of us, there might be a bit of both. And so let's get into our passage. First thing I want you to see in this passage is in verse 1. That God is at work by his grace. So it says in verse 1, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. God's grace is not just about forgiveness. Sometimes it also refers to God's enabling power. How God enables us to do what we can't do on our own. And so this morning, if this, this passage raises for you some things where you think, I don't know if I can do that. Bring that to God. And so Paul's celebrating that this is by God's grace that they're able to do this. And so then it goes on in verse 2 that although they're in, again, by God's grace that this is possible, although they're in severe trial, they have overflowing joy. Love that. They're in severe trial, but they have overflowing joy. Although they're in extreme poverty, they have rich generosity. Reminds me of the Choosing Joy series that we did over the summer. That we as Christians can be confusing to this world as the grace of God helps us to do what's not normal. I don't know if you remember from your schooling days, um, learning about Maslow's Triangle. Do you remember this? His hierarchy of needs comes up in psychology. The idea was that there's different levels of needs, and unless you satisfy one of the lower levels, you don't really move on to the higher level needs. And so, you know, in that sort of thinking, in the normal order of, of things, P 
people in severe trial don't have overflowing joy. People in extreme poverty don't have rich generosity. But then the grace of God comes in. Like a rich person can be generous because they know they've got enough money in the bank. A person full of faith can be generous because they know that God will provide. They Essentially, they have access to a much bigger bank account. They can have joy in trials because they have access to a much bigger story than the chapter they find themselves in. That's what we see here with the Macedonians. That's also what's available to us. And as, as Paul's celebrating the Macedonian churches, can I just pause for a moment and celebrate what you are doing for a moment, for what we're doing for a moment? Can I just say, well done, church? Last Sunday, we heard from missionaries all over the world. And I love at one point in the service where Richard Marion tried to list all the different ways our church is doing mission locally, nationally, internationally. And for many people, I expect that list was too long and came too fast to take on board. And Richard felt bad about things he missed. (laughs) Um, But that's a long list. I remember thinking about it, just thinking that's a long list to hold in one's head. And all of those things are ways that we as a church are doing things in the world, are making a difference. Well done, church. Or this week, it just fortunately lined up with this sermon. Hey, um, this week we found that we had, well, we, we knew that we had some money um, in, a, in reserve missions and we wanted to bless local ministries that we know are struggling financially at this time. And so we were able, as a church, to give 6,000 pounds at a time when they, when they really need it, divided between Genesis, the Life Center in Bath, St. Martin's Garden Food Bank, and Bath City Pastors, formerly known as Street Pastors. That's on top of the normal giving that we, that we otherwise do. Well done, church. Recently, we had our 8 p.c.m., and it was raised there that although giving is slightly down, it's, it's really only slight. And we're still in a very healthy place as a church. Well done, church. So I want to celebrate that actually in many ways, there's many ways that we're like the Macedonian churches. At the same time, I want us to be able to be challenged by them as well. And so let me give you just a few things real quickly here that might challenge us about the Macedonian churches. The first thing I want you to see here is that they were an example of sacrificial generosity. In verse 3, we read this. They gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. This isn't the way that people usually give. They gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Sacrificial generosity. A, A story I've possibly shared before but one that just really surprised me in this way. Uh, A child that had a lot to teach me, really. Basically, we were doing a kids' club in a very rough neighborhood. And there was this home that I had knocked on and invited the kids to come to a kids' club, and it was a little mobile home. There was more people living there than should be. It was in very rough shape, and I'm fairly certain that they were all illegal immigrants. 
And these two little boys came along to the kids club and they prayed to receive Christ. And that week we went every day for a few hours every day. And at the end of the week, this little boy brought me something. And this is what staggered me this moment. He brought me this bundle of unsharpened pencils, like nice ones, like, you know, Disney or something, you know, of unsharpened pencils, something that would be a treasure for a little boy of his age. And he asked me if I could give these pencils to kids that didn't have pencils. And I was stunned because on one side, I don't know, I've rarely ever met a child that was as poor as this child. And he had so much, there's sometimes these moments, like he had so much to teach us adults, right? Such an example of sacrificial generosity. Part of me wanted to say, keep your pencils. And yet, I don't think that would be good for his heart. Sacrificial generosity. Second thing I want you to see about the Macedonian churches is that they saw giving as a privilege. I love this. In verse 4, it says this, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege. Some of you get this. When we mentioned the idea of collecting some food for the, the food bank at the Coombdown Primary School, some of you are looking at this going, that's an opportunity, right? Now, if your response is, oh no, they're asking for something, then maybe we need to be challenged here. But I hope that what you would do is you would look for opportunities as to how your giving can make a difference. Opportunities where, where what you give to, you think, now that's a good place to, for, to put my money, to put my effort. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege. And the third thing I want you to see here with these Macedonian churches is that their giving was in response to God. In verse 5, we see it says this. It says, they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then to us. They didn't, this wasn't a response from Paul twisting their arm. Their response was as generous as it was because they went to God to see what he would have them do. This to me is key. If you feel like you need to hide your finances from God, it isn't good for your heart. And I don't want this for any of you to be an area of guilt. I want it to be a thing of joy. So we see with them that they had sacrificial generosity, that they saw giving as a privilege and an opportunity, and that they gave in response to God. What about us? I want to close with a little picture, if you will, or illustration from Eugene Peterson. And he likens challenging people in generosity or in giving, he likens it to a mother bird teaching her chicks to fly. Okay? Now, I'm not super comfortable with this analogy as it makes me into like a mother bird, but you'll see it's, there's also some good bits in it. Think about it. The mother bird pushes her babies to the edge of the nest, not because she wants to harm them, but because she knows they can fly. And when they do, they will live in the way that God has created them to. Our instinct is to cling to the edge of the nest. But the challenge is to become people that are generous, especially as we are enabled by God. Let's pray.
Father, I ask that you would help us with this. And I pray that you would be stirring hearts in ways that they can be used by you. Pray that you would help us not to just live for ourselves, but to be outward looking. To live life the way that you would have us live. Help us with this, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.